0: Welcome back to the Triple Threat Podcast, my name is Ishan Sheth, alongside me, Willie Zell, and today we have episode 6 of our quarterback rankings, and we have numbers 12 through 9. So we're moving into the top 10, we have some really exciting names to talk about, and some really, really um, fun players that you love, I think your favorite player of all time is on this list. So be sure to stick around for the whole video and remember to subscribe, like, and leave your thoughts in the comments below. And remember, if you haven't checked out the older content, check out the older five installments of the video, the NBA predictions, and some of our pack openings from our football cards and basketball cards. I will be hopefully getting a box sometime soon, so I'll be joining Will on this fun adventure of cards. So let's just get started, jump right into it. Joe Burrow at number 12.
1: Uh, first of all, I'm going to have getting at uh, the Cards. Herbert, why did well, you have a-
0: Burrow over Herbert? I think
1: it's, it's a little harsh to say now that he's better than Herbert, but at the beginning of the season, there wasn't a question who was the better player, who was contributing to winning football, even with a much, much worse roster. Around him, uh, receiving, there was a better series around him, but offensive line was dismal, defense was dismal, coaching was off, and they had pretty bad coaching. But I think that before the injury, Joe Burrow was going to be having th- all the records that Justin Burke was breaking. He was right ahead of him in all his categories, ahead of him in wins. He was the one killing it out there. He looked calm, composed, collected, cool, Joe Burrow. I mean, he was getting murdered out there, and his offensive line gave him no time to throw. We'll get into a little bit of statistics so the first thing i'm to talk about is the injury he just started walking again praying for joe Burrow. let's get him a nice and well and just if they don't i'll be really upset so overall i think he's just a great player and he showed, showed a lot during his rookie year just to just to provide that spark people really thought he was just great so i think that first looking at the statistics he's eight intended air yards so he was putting the ball down the field but only having a he was what second or, or fourth most in the league on time to throw it i think it was 2.3 time to throw he was pushing the ball down 3. the field with limited time to pass like he was being really impressive his intended errors to completion was much lower at 5.9 but if you look at his accuracy numbers he was top-notch only having a 14.6 bad ball percentage like he was placing the ball incredibly well his place was great his touch was great overall he just looked like a great composed passer he's working with magic in the pocket just showing off those hydrant moments that got on the hybrid last season i think that if he just had any semblance of offensive line he would be a lot better i think that you got to get him a coach. like zach taylor has been all, all right better than what i thought taylor would be but i mean you look i think they just beat the texans i don't think that's such a great matchup but I don't want Joe Burrow to become the next Deshaun Watson, the next Andrew Luck. I need him to get some help around him. Don't make stupid trades. Get him some offensive tackle help. Jonah Williams, Sowell, that's a good tackle group you can build with. Get him some guards in the second round. You can get a lot of good guards. But his accuracy looked great. His touch looked great. His connection looked great. He just looked like a stud. He was contributing winning football. He was being competitive. Overall, I thought Joe Burrow was really, really impressive. What did you think about Joe Burrow this season?
0: Yeah, he really impressed me, and I feel bad for him just given the system that he's in and the lack of line help that he had because I just felt every play he was getting pressured and he had to kind of rush and make decisions quickly, but that uh, that did kind of help him a little bit. Um, I'm also praying for him. I hope he recovers well from his injury. I saw the video of him walking, and it looks like he is making strides, but I think that now it's about getting the right amount of talent around him. And I can say the same thing for Herbert, who hasn't had the best offensive line success. For a young quarterback, you need them to be protected. You don't want them to, you know, want out due to the fact that they're getting banged up or that, you know, you're not addressing their needs. Because at the end of the day, they're the focal point of this offense and the focal point of this team for most teams. So he really needs some help. Panay Sewell is a generational tackle prospect, one of the best since maybe Andre Smith. So they're right now slotted at pick three. The first two picks are likely quarterbacks. So I think there's no need to trade down, no need to take Jamar Chase, get Panay Sewell, and worry about the rest of the offense later.
1: A couple things before. First game, should have won if it wasn't for Randy Bullock missing that field goal. They lost by three. Then they they lost by five to the Browns, who have a 10-win team. They could have won that game easily. He hit another ball 61 times. Tide Eagles should have won that game. Then you look at, they got convincingly beat by the Ravens. Then a four-point loss to Indianapolis, who are a great team. A three-point loss to Cleveland. A win over Tennessee. I mean, he was a really, really impressive quarterback. Only five interceptions, one every other game. Then there was just games like, He was able to throw the ball 316 yards, 312, three games in a row of 300 yards, started career, a 400-yard game. He was just lights out. 2,700 yards, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, and only nine and a half games. Really impressive stuff from Joe Burrow. I think the future is bright for him. I wouldn't rush him back for injury, let him return, let him be great. He's a stud, man. Absolute stud.
0: And I know that you're probably a little biased as an LSU fan, but from what I've seen, I can't agree with you more. He's been doing very well. And yeah, just prayers up for the speedy recovery. So moving on, we have last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson. What are your thoughts on him this year? And would you say that it's been a regression? Uh,
1: I'd say it's a little bit of a regression. I think more it's defenses knowing how to play him. You heard the clip where he was talking about how defenses were calling out the plays. Before they would run them. Like, that's a little concerning for an offense that would be on your head. He's got no receiver help on the outside, but he has even been throwing receivers at this point. Like, he's just throwing to tight ends, Mark Andrews, get it to your big guys, the guys that you trust. Um, so his accuracy has never been great, but I think that you did a lot of research on him. So I'll let you take over the Lamar Jackson train. I think he's a solid quarterback. His legs simplify the defenses. He's able to win games. He's a great quarterback. I think that he's not a top five quarterback, not a top seven quarterback. I think he's easily. Capable of being a top 10 quarterback this season. There's just a lot of guys ahead of him that have taken that step in their career. And he's fallen back a little bit. So I think that you see a lot of development ahead of him that he's just kind of stagnated a little bit. So he's got the potential, he's got the talent, he's a great quarterback. But I think is a fair spot for him.
0: I think so too. And we got to remember, he is still younger than Joe Burrow. He's a very young quarterback, and the accolades that he yeah. has already is very impressive for a guy that young and for a guy who plays the way he plays. And so just looking to the stats, he's fifth in intended air yards per attempt, but 12th in air yards gained per completion. That's a 2.1 yard difference, which is not the best considering guys like Drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater have um, the difference in the one point something. So I think that having receiver help would help with that. And then his line is held up pretty well, even though Ronnie Stanley got hurt. Only 19.9 pressure percentage, which is towards the bottom of the league. But as we said, he is such a dynamic player. And even though he doesn't get pressured that much, he still scrambles the ball a lot. 41 scrambles. Not as high as a guy like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or even Kyler Murray, for that matter. But he still attacks both in the air and on the ground. But one thing, but one stat that I saw that emphasizes this is the, I guess, balance of passing and rushing yards in the RPO, 635 passing yards in the RPO, 485 rushing yards. And the only other player who has, you know, a higher RPO tendency or more RPO plays than Lamar Jackson is Kyler Murray, who has over a thousand RPO passing yards and only like 200 something rushing yards. So it's still pretty balanced there. And then, and some of the other stats, like bad ball, good throw percentage, he's average, but I really would like to see a more dynamic receiver instead of just a pure speed guy like Marquise Brown. I know that your pet peeve is everyone just loving speed and going like crazy over speed because they see Tyreek Hill, but it's such a systematic thing. It has to work, and Marquise Brown has not been the clear-cut number one receiver, and he's not been the answer that they thought that um, they could address. So Lamar Jackson, he's taken a bit of a step back. His leap was last year while guys like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, um, even Dak Prescott it has been more this year, but I still think he has the potential to be a top five quarterback if he has the right offensive system around him and a good group of receivers that he can rely on and not just Mark Andrews and some of the other tight ends.
1: Yeah, I think last year he was around number number six for me or number five for me. I, the top three is pretty solid for me. I don't think you're – or top four is solid for me. I don't think you're really going to touch that group, even if you're an MVP yeah. season. Like Cam Newton had MVP season, Matt Ryan was MVP season, but they weren't the best quarterback in the league that year. I mean, look at LeBron James. He'd be winning MVP every year for just giving it to the best player. So overall, I think he's a great quarterback. He can, you can win a Super Bowl with him, I would pay him. Uh, he fits the system well, he fits the city well. Uh, he's a quarterback that I would pay.
0: Yeah, and given how young he is, we talked about this a long time ago on another NFL episode, when Mahomes got his 10-year extension. Is this a quarterback that you could give a extension to that's longer than maybe five years?
1: I wouldn't, personally. I think that a lot of risk about the, I mean, the NFL to move so quickly, and I think if you look at quarterbacks ten years ago, they're not the same guys this season. Or quarterbacks now, it develops really quickly. You could have another revolution in the quarterback game, and I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be tethered to my quarterback unless you have a home. So you're just that generationally talented, and that you can do everything. You're just that good. If you're not generational talent, uh. I don't want the NFL to pass you by. I want to keep some flexibility. Look at guys like Drew Brees have always been on like short two-year contract, Tom Brady, Aaron Rod. Like they're never like tied down for more than four years to a contract.
0: Yeah. So moving on to the top 10, the guy that's going to start us off is a guy that is criminally underrated. If Patrick Mahomes did some of the stuff that he did, my Instagram feed would, I'd probably just delete Instagram after seeing too much Mahomes content. But Matthew Stafford, he's not been on the best teams, but he's always put up really good stats. What are your thoughts on Stafford this season?
1: I mean, he's a great quarterback. I think he's shown some ability this season. He, he pulled up some of the craziest no-look stuff, and he gets zero credit from the media. I think a lot of the NFL executives all love Matthew Stafford. They all appreciate him. You hear Bruce Arians raving about how good he is. He's someone that's rated among the, the NBA, uh, NFL circle, but I think uh, among the media, he's underrated. He has the exact same intended guard stats as Josh and Allen at eight point four per, uh, per attempt and seven uh, six point seven per completion. He's twelve and on target passes and tie with three is at time to throw at two point two, getting the ball up that deep, that quickly, that accurately it, at, in that quick of a time frame is so impressive. The fact that he's doing this with the uh, Detroit team, like he carried them with some wins, like what he was able to do on that offense was just special because. He can elevate that team. Like, they want to go show up. They – I mean, you look at – they beat Arizona. They could have beat – they should have beaten New Orleans. Dorn sleeping, and they took a, a huge lead on them. They beat Even Atlanta. The Atlanta
0: game.
1: Yeah. They they could have played – they could have won a lot more games. They – he looked great against Washington's defense, 270 yards, three touchdowns, Patrick is one twenty seven against the top five defense. He had, I think – five games or six games over a hundred passer rating. Like he's played really well. He's a great quarterback. I think in any other team, just get him out of there. Matthew Stafford, it's time for you to go, go to a good team, please. I think Indianapolis would be an awesome fit. I was just thinking of that. That would be so, that would be so much fun to see. Really would be. I'd trade a second, a first round pick for him, a second round pick for him. I mean, I don't know how much Detroit would ask for him, but I'd pay it. If If, if you can lower your trade by Matthew Stafford to say, all right, it's been a fun run. I stuck it out here for a while. Just let me leave, please. Just just, just take a third-round pick for me, and I'll go. Just be happy you had me, because you're wasting another great talent. Wasted Calvin Johnson, wasted Barry Sanders. Please don't waste Matthew Stafford. I mean, they've already wasted Matthew Stafford. So.
0: Yeah, this Detroit organization as a whole, if you listen to some of the stuff that Calvin Johnson said after he retired— it made me lose all respect for Detroit. Was, they they're pretty much putting Megatron on opiates so he could be on the field as long as possible, and that's why he doesn't affiliate himself with the NFL anymore. And so hopefully they don't do things like that with Matthew Stafford because that's really just cruel, but he needs to get out of Detroit. It and they is, wouldn't pay him.
1: They, they wouldn't yeah. pay Calvin Johnson for Barry Tanner after they retired early because, like, oh, you retired. You're not getting your money.
0: Bye-bye. Like, it's just cheap. Detroit has been stuck in no man's land for pretty much the entire decade. They've had a couple of playoff appearances, but they haven't been able to make it out of the first round. So I think it's time for Matthew Stafford to go. He's getting up there in age, and if he wants to actually make some sort of serious playoff run, it's not going to happen in Detroit. It's got to happen somewhere else. So moving on to the final player in this installment, another older quarterback, much older than Stafford, a guy that you love and a guy that I've seen torch my Falcons defenses for 12 years. So yeah, 12 years since I've been watching football. Drew Brees. Yeah, this is a funny one
1: because half people will tell me I'm too low on him. Half people will tell me I'm too high on him. Like, there's no really winning here. You either love him or you hate him. I love him. I could see him being a top five quarterback easily. Like, he has the, like, every year he's played in the NFL, he's been a top three quarterback in terms of the PFF grades. He's had a down year this season. I think his accuracy's dipped. But let's get into get into the statistics. He's thirty first in air yards. We know that he's not going to push the envelope in terms of passing. But he's in ninth uh, ninth worst on completions. So I think he's like twenty fifth on completions or twenty fourth or twenty third in completions. Like you look at that, you say, "Wow, he's not doing a lot on average." But when he's completing, he's better than a lot of people. Like. You say he's gonna dink and you down the field, but he's not the—he's not even the worst for completion. I think he's like five point five point four. I think he is. His his efficiency and his arm look good. He is the most efficient quarterback of all time. He has just—he's well, got the chance to prove his arm count. Like he worked on his arm count and his strength a lot this offseason. Like you look at that fifty yard Emmanuel Sanders bomb. You look at that Austin awesome Carr throw. He still has great placement. He's just a great quarterback. But you've seen some. There's been some miscues. There's some misfires. Like every game had like one or two throws. You're like, oh, that's not a true breeze throw. So that's why he's fallen down from like a top five quarterback to a top 10 quarterback. But anybody who says he's not a top 10 quarterback is crazy. Uh, he has the lowest bad ball percentage in the league by a mile, by over a half a percent 12% bad ball completion. He is leading the league in completion percentage again. He is just incredible. But you see, He's traded off arm strength for accuracy or accuracy for arm strength. He's only got 75% on target. So his, his placement isn't as elite as it has been, but it's looking a lot better now in that Minnesota game. When you have that run game, like humming like it was, Kamara six touchdowns. I mean, also you have to look at, he, he's he been limited by the defenses. Defenses don't blitz him anymore because he just throws the ball too quickly, 2.2 seconds time to throw. Like, there's no point in blitzing because he's going to get the ball before you can even – like, with no blocking, he can get the ball out faster. Like, there's just no point in blitzing. him And then you look at – people aren't respecting the deep ball, so everyone's crammed in at the line of scrimmage. And he's still efficient and still great passing, even though deep says no know what he's going to do. And then he hasn't had Thomas – he, here's a list of all the receivers that have missed time this season. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquette Smith, Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris. That's his top five guys have all missed time this season. Even Jared Cook, I think, missed some time this season. Like, They have missed a lot of talent. Breeze has played maybe four or five games with Michael Thomas this season. And we saw what that connection was last season. 149 catches, 1,700 yards. Like, that is special. And he hasn't had time to play with him. He hasn't played with the healthy Michael Thomas all season. And that's crazy. So I think that you just have to – Take a step back, realize, hey, this team's built for the playoffs. They've got a great defense. Brees is still a great quarterback. He can lead this offense efficient. He will not make any mistakes. Like Let me look at his turnover statistics this season because he just does not turn the ball over at all. So I think he has six interceptions all season. And he had two against the Vikings that both weren't deserved. Like that ball went through the hands of Manuel Sanders and tipped it up to a defender. Like, I think if you look at the when Worthy plays, he probably has about like 5 another Trenilla-Worthy plays. Like he has been great. Another efficient season. Where would you have your reason in your opinion?
0: Um uh, in terms of just like pure rankings, I think that around the back half of the top 10 seems about right. And then I think that he's regressing a little bit but i feel like he can stay around this area for the next couple of years
1: i mean i hope he plays for the next couple of years because this team is ready this team is strong but if he rides off into the sunset with the super bowl i will be the happiest man in the world so he's still a great quarterback anyone that disagrees with this at least if you disagree with them that i think that they think i'm too low on him oh i'll take that for sure but if you think that i have drew breeze too high you're crazy just just like this video please like i don't care
0: Well, the whole city of Atlanta gave you some (laughs) dislikes. Zero likes, six million dislikes. I'll create a couple burner accounts to get that started for you. you Actually, I hate the Saints, as you know, and I don't like a lot of Saints players. I don't like Sean Payton, especially, but Drew Brees is someone that I respect a lot. He, on and off the field, he is a very respectable man. A lot of class, a lot of character. And I really hope, I really, really wish the best for him. And that's crazy that I'm saying that of all people, but I think that even at 41, he's 41, right?
1: 41, yeah.
0: Yeah, 41, he's slowed down a little bit, but he has still maintained himself as an efficient and very solid quarterback that can win you games. And that's really all you need in the NFL with a team that talented around him.
1: Yeah, the crazy thing is that people, People look at his last like three, four years that he'll see that, oh, he's dinked and dunked the ball a little bit. He's been a shorter passing game, a lot of the short of air yard stuff. And then he got injured the past two seasons. So people look at him, say, like, oh, he's injury prone. He loves throwing the ball short. That's all he's been. Like people like love to make these generalizations off your boots. Like he used to be like yeah. electric passer. I mean, he had, you think you could dink and dunk your way to four or five, five, 5,000 yard seasons? Like, no, you can't do that. Yeah.
0: And New Orleans has done a good job of getting talent to supplement his abilities and understanding where he is right now and where he'll be in the future. Michael Thomas is obviously great for him. Alvin Kamara has been amazing this season. So I think that New Orleans has done a good job. Why am I, why am I saying this? Oh my God, I must be sick. (laughs) But um, that does conclude this episode, episode six of the quarterback rankings, numbers 12 through nine. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, and Drew Brees. Now we'll be entering the more elite quarterbacks, guys that are on championship contenders, or yeah, mostly on championship contenders. Sorry, Deshaun. But we will be seeing some crazy stats and some really just great versatile versatile quarterbacks. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for all the other position rankings. We got running backs coming up next and we'll be doing every single position from all all along the offense, all along the defense, and even kickers, maybe punters. So stay tuned for that. Make sure to subscribe, like, or dislike if you're too high on Drew Brees, and have a happy holidays.